Hello and welcome to the Lonely Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And welcome all the new listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening again and again to my new episodes every week. I really appreciate you. And if it suits you well, please rate, review, and subscribe. That really helps out. Um, Thank you so much just for being here. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy doing this. Today's episode is episode number five, and it's a lifestyle episode. So if you notice, every Friday it'll be a different theme. The first Friday of every month we'll have a lifestyle episode. So today's episode is lifestyle episode. And I wanted to just talk about my experience with the meditation retreat. So that's what we'll be going over today. So before we talk about the retreat, I wanted to take a moment to center in. So if you're in a safe place, please go ahead and close your eyes. Take a big, deep breath all the way to the very top of your lungs. And exhale it out. Through the nose, slowly allowing the exhale to be slower than the inhale. One more big breath like that, inhaling all the way to the very top of the lungs. And exhale. At the bottom of the exhale, begin to open up your eyes. Hopefully, we all feel more centered. I know I do. And just coming back to thanking the new listeners, I wanted to thank, I know there is some people from new countries that are listening in. When I thought about doing this podcast, I really, my dream was to reach like nooks and crannies of the world of people who are just sitting there alone and feeling super lonely. Because when I first came up with this, I remember Googling loneliness and what to do if I feel lonely and I couldn't find anything other than like the description of loneliness or like the definition and I knew how it felt already because I was already going through it so if you googled loneliness and you found me I welcome you and I want you to know you're not alone so if you did find me that way know that you are my dream. I wanted you to find me this way. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And know you are not alone. Please know that. Before I talk about the retreat, I wanted to start with a poem. Because I also want people to know that you don't have to go anywhere. If you don't have like the income to pay for a specific retreat. This one for me wasn't really that expensive. Um, But I know that sometimes just even what I paid is too much for some people. And and at times in my life, it would have been expensive for me. So I want you to have this mindset. This is why I like this poem. And I want to read it to you. It's called A Place to Sit by Kabir. Don't go outside your house to see flowers. My friend, don't bother with an excursion. 
Inside your body there are flowers. One flower has a thousand petals. That will do for a place to sit. Sitting there, you will have a glimpse of beauty inside the body and out of it. Before gardens and after gardens. I find this poem so beautiful because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where I went to a meditation retreat or if I go all the way to India or if I just go here in the same city I live in. It doesn't really matter because all we do is close our eyes and find this place to sit. And that's that's what we're doing at the end of the day. So if you at this time find yourself without the means of going to a retreat or you're not physically capable of going, know that all you have to do is close your eyes to find the perfect spot. If you hear a little bit of noise in the background, also know that I have a cat that today he's wanting to be a bit noisy. So I just apologize for the noises. Hopefully it doesn't pick up. One of the lessons I learned was expectations or letting go of expectations. I had so many expectations. I remembered this is the second time I go to this retreat. And I remember last time I made beautiful friendships and connections. And we would all go out to eat every single time together. And it was just beautiful. And I expected to have the same. I expected the group to be small. I expected to see the same cat that I saw last time. I just thought I was going in for some reason to the same retreat because it was the same retreat but the entire experience was different and the beauty of that is that as expectation after expectation was not met my disappointment would set in and I'd have to learn to work with that and then it got me thinking like where exactly in my life do I do this It turns out I do it everywhere. I do it at work. I do it with relationships with family and friends. I'm just expecting all the time, expecting to hang out with a certain person so I can tell them about my day or a certain friend. It it just is expectation after expectation followed by disappointment after disappointment. And this was a beautiful way for me to notice it. I even was expecting to practice in the same spot every single day like I did last time. It is amazing to see how much I did not budge last time. I would not change. I took the same spot every single time last time. But this time, I didn't. And I think that one of my main things, I, I think the place and the, and the time that I noticed that I was not, or that my expectations were not being met, was when the first day we went out to get coffee, and we did go in a group, and it was so beautiful and perfect, and there was a guy there playing guitar, just like an older gentleman playing guitar, playing beautiful songs. I think one of them was Hotel California, and I don't know the other ones. But it was just 
perfect. And so the next day, we all went again, and I was 100% expecting the same experience. The same guy to be there in the corner playing his music, and he wasn't there. But the beauty of it is that I was in such a space of awareness and presence that even though I didn't get what I wanted, I was able to let it go. Another thing would be is that I expected my body to handle 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. like last time. Last time, because it was my initial fee, basically, it was a little more expensive. And so because I paid a little more, I pushed my body to the limit to make sure that I got every single second there. And I basically didn't waste my money, right? But now, one year later, my body was tired. I was tired, physically, mentally tired. And I was just not able to stay that late because I had to actually, it was not that far away from home that I could just drive home, but it was an hour drive. So I took the decision to leave early in the in the evening so I can get home and rest enough so the next day I could wake up a little more invigorated. So I I think I left early almost every single day. And that was okay. The first day I kind of felt guilty. But the the next day I was like, no, this is perfectly fine. I had and I took what I needed and I left at the time I needed to leave. So just so many hidden expectations that I didn't even notice. Here I am thinking, no, I have to get every last minute of this because I paid for it, where I knew that my body and my mind and everything was telling me it's enough. Just go home, go rest. You've had enough. After I was able to drop all those expectations, the last few, or like the last day and a half, it was only three days. Or four days, and I didn't go the first the first evening. So really, I was only there three days. But it really, because of the amount of time we spent together and the awareness that it took to be there because we were present every single moment, I didn't have... I, it feels like we were there for longer than just three days. So if I'm talking and sounding like I was there for 30 days, that's just how it feels. After I was able to let go of my expectations and that lesson was basically learned, I was able to kind of ease in and let go and relax and enjoy. Letting go of expectations allowed me to enjoy everything new. And that's when actually the lessons started pouring in, right? Because I'm not expecting something, I'm just allowing. I was just free and receptive to everything and yeah a lot of insights I remember one of the things that we were taught was stop focus and feel and I wrote a post about it on Instagram I wrote a post about the feelings and everything that I had throughout the retreat and after so there's a a few posts on there if you want to go follow or just check it out it's at the lonely girl podcast the lessons started rolling in. The first the first lesson was stop, focus, and feel. So this was actually one of the exercises that teachers had us do. And it was basically stop. So close your eyes. So stop by closing your eyes. Focus. Focus on your breath. 
and feel. Feel your body and feel the emotion that's going through you right now. Instead of trying to ignore it or let it run away. I was doing really good as I um, wrote on my post. I was doing really good with stop, focus, feel until I decided to get a palm reading. And so after I had that palm reading, this, I think the thing that bothered me the most is that this is the second time where I get a reading. The first one was a Vedic reading. But this is the second time I get, I am told that I'm going to die at a young age in my 30s. And I am in my 30s. So having that kind of just bothered me. And also just being treated in a weird way by the palm reader was more like, oh, you're a woman, you need to get married and have kids and don't be so picky so you can find a husband. That was basically the message. Oh, and you might die early. Well, that just had me with all kinds of stories going in my head. And one of the main things that we were talking about in this retreat is letting go of the stories by stop focusing and feeling and dropping. I basically describe it as dropping baggage, dropping everybody's stories, my friends, my family's stories, and I don't have to carry your baggage or the one that I think is mine. I don't have to carry them. I'm letting them go. So I was doing really good with dropping everyone's baggages. But then the palm radar handed me a couple (laughs) of bags and I decided to carry them all throughout my lunch and all the way upstairs to where we were practicing. And I could not shake them off. I was holding on, carrying them. They were getting really heavy, basically. And so then we, instead of um, practicing yoga, because we were also doing like really soft yoga, kind of intuitive yoga, we did a meditation. And then he mentioned, our teacher mentioned again, stop, focus, feel. I was able to let go of the baggage by just realizing how dumb it is to carry his story. This person just looked at lines in my hand and told me things about how to be a woman, basically, in his eyes. And that was his story, his baggage, and I was taking it with me. So I decided that was just ridiculous. And I was able to let that go. So many things that we can just have someone tell us a little story one little sentence, one hello, and we decide to make that into something. And then we take it with us and drag it around. And then it becomes heavier and heavier. I think I had a friend one time, this this particular friend, or not, I wouldn't, it's like an acquaintance, a yoga acquaintance. She always says really rude things or what I consider to be rude. And so I'll give you an example. This last time that I saw her, she asked me, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing great. How are you? Like a regular person. And she tells me, liar, you're not doing good. And it took me aback. I had no idea what what she meant by that. Like, what do you mean I'm not doing good? How do you know? Do I not look good? Like that, it started, the story started spinning. I started making bags and bags and bags and I still clearly well not anymore but like it did take me a while I even texted one of my friends and let her know what happened because I just don't don't understand why someone would say that and and I was taken aback and 
wow, how easily by someone just telling me, liar, you're not okay, I made all these stories. And and it's always something we do, right? So with me telling you this experience, I would like for you to maybe think to see in your life where you make stories and where you are carrying someone else's baggage. Because even though you may say, no, I don't do it, chances are you have, even if it's just a little purse, you are still carrying something. So maybe just let it go. And if you're not, if you really aren't, then lucky you. Check into your expectations. Are you expecting something that you shouldn't? And by the way, the palm reader was also a priest, a very amazing person. I just don't think that the palm reading was for me. And I really actually hope it, it's not for me because I, I don't, I don't want to die right away. I know that we're all going to die one day, but, but that got me thinking at the same time that I was actually, um, driving, I decided to listen to yoga girl's new book to love and let go. Beautiful book. I didn't really know what I was getting into it. It's a beautiful book. And And she talks so much about her friend who passed away. And to me, this book really comes in a perfect time in my life where I thought to myself, if it really is in my 30s, I'm 34 right now, I only have a couple more years to finish out my 30s. I want to be someone like the woman that she talks about in her book. And that brings me into... How the teacher talked about yoga as being one of the secret ingredients, or not so secret ingredients, to making the best cookies you can make. And instead of trying to force people to eat your perfectly delicious cookies, just focus on being that best cookie you can be. And so with this reading, getting it the second time around just really reminded me that I want to be the best cookie I can be. I encourage you to do that too, hopefully, if if that's something that sounds good to you. Just be the best cookie you want to be. So then I remember through this, we went through a meditation and I was already really emotional. And I haven't gotten into this, but I will eventually. I I don't get along with my mom that well. It's a difficult relationship that we have. She's actually not talking to me right now. And so she told me to not talk to her ever again. I know it's just her saying that to me in anger. And then just eventually she'll talk to me. But then it, it got me thinking like, well, how can I be the best cookie so my mom wants to wants to love me? How? How can I be that cookie? And through meditation, I came through the hard, very hard realization that some people just don't like cookies. And sometimes that's okay. So, so much to learn in three days. Letting go of expectations. Letting go of other stories and baggages and purses and all these bags that you're carrying. Letting go of trying to force people to 
accept you. And you, all you can do is work on yourself, work on being the best cookie. And if that isn't what someone in specific likes, even if it's your mom, even if it's, you know, your family member, that's okay. It's up to you what you do with it, right? All I'm going to do here is work daily on making the best cookies and becoming the best cookie in the world. Hopefully, I think that means a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie because those are the best. I don't know. Let me know. What, what is your favorite cookie? I think pump, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies are the best cookies. I think I'll just be one of those. And I know that not everybody likes those, and that's totally fine with me. And then the last day, I wanted to leave. I had already gone through this realization about, you know, my mom, maybe things won't change, and I just kind of have to accept it. And just a, a lot of emotional drainage through my meditation and through everything that I wanted to leave. And I wanted to leave. I, for some reason, I had a bad attitude. And this retreat, I don't say the name of my teachers because I haven't asked them for permission. Um, but I will say the lineage. Um, so the lineage is a Krupalo lineage. And that's where I'm going to leave it. But I wanted to leave because I'm not one to want a guru. So I, if I do have a guru, because I really do love Krupalo and his lineage, I would consider just him or maybe my higher power, my inner wisdom, my own guru. That's where I'm at in life. And I don't consider another man to be my guru. But with that said, I do believe there we're all one and there is oneness. And in a way, we are each other's gurus. Even like my mom, who I have such difficulty with. She's my guru. My even probably my biggest one. My sister, also difficulty with her one of my biggest gurus, just everyone in your life. And so when I wanted to leave, I was laying down. I was just kind of like talking in my head, like my back hurts, my stomach hurts. I just want to leave. And I could hear in my head, just stay until it's done. You just have a few more hours to go. And then you can just go home and relax. And then I remembered that the teacher had a book that, that was like a daily book that you can read every day of the, of the year. And I wanted to read my specific date. This is what it said. In order to recognize greatness, we must be great. Until unity exists between the guru and the disciple, they don't know each other. I decided to stay and I realized that in me basically not wanting to stay because I didn't really trust the vibe that I was getting at the end. And I realized that I haven't been trusting experiences that happen in my life. And I always kind of like push them away or um, reject them. And I don't trust such as when energy surges through my body, I'll stop it because I get so scared and I don't trust it. In one of the meditations that I was having where I received the insight about um, being a cookie the entire energy flow that I was getting made me spin. I felt like I was in the middle of a tornado. And if some of you may know that as a Kundalini energy, just kind of waking up. So that particular 
energy was spinning me around and it was it wasn't making me dizzy I just made that story in my head that it was making me dizzy and I was so scared uh then then it started spinning me the other way around so first it was counterclockwise and I allowed that to happen even though I really didn't want it to happen I allowed it to happen and then it started me spinning it, it started spinning me clockwise and that's when I just kind of freaked out and I got really scared and I realized that that was my last lesson before I parted just trust you might make stories in your head that this is a a, a weird vibe that you're getting not from I don't even know why I got that. I think what happened is that I was trying to give the teacher not guru my teacher um something I was trying to give him like a chai that I had bought him and one of the ladies didn't let me she didn't want me to do it and it's one of his new students I don't know her the way that she said it, it just rubbed me the wrong way and that didn't mean anything it just I made it mean something and I was uncomfortable so after that I felt uncomfortable enough to want to run away and not be there anymore like if I would have had my way right after I gave the teacher the chai I would have just left but I didn't I stayed and I learned that even though, yeah, this particular teacher is not my guru, because I, I really do think that we are our one and only guru. And then in that in that inner guru, we find oneness. And then we all do become each other's guru. But in that way, not as that man is my guru. I'm very grateful that I stayed. Because I realized that that was my main lesson of the of of the retreat. I did realize that that was my main lesson is that I needed to trust. And in order for me to trust, I needed to take off all these other bags, all this backpack, the baggage. Um, I needed to let go of expectations. I needed to realize that it's okay if people don't like me. I needed to just make so much more room in between what I think and what what my brain is thinking and just allow and trust. Sometimes the lessons come in layers and sometimes things in layers need to be removed before you get your main lesson. And I would say that my main lesson was to trust. Going back to the poem at the beginning of the episode, if you are able to find a place where you can go and sit, that's all you need. All you need is quietness. And that might look like a closet to you. And that's fine. I'm actually recording this in my closet. All the lessons that I learned only came to me because I took the time to close my eyes and to listen. And not listening to the chitter chatter in my head, but to listen to my divine guidance. You can only do that through meditation. Can only do that through allowing and dropping everything that you may be holding on to. It might not even look like what I had. Clearly, it, we all have different experiences. It'll look different. You may be holding on to concerns and worries about your health or work problems, not family problems. Maybe family is great for you, but work can be stressful and difficult. Maybe you are lonely and that's what has you worried I know I've been there and it doesn't mean that it always goes away I mean sometimes I still feel lonely 
there's so many things that we worry about and we allow them to run in our heads over and over again. I'm not saying to forget about illness or forget about someone. All I'm saying is to sit down and really just stop, focus, and feel. Or if you're not able to go to a specific retreat, you can close your eyes right now. And in fact, let's, let's close them together. We stop by closing the eyes. We bring our attention to the breath. And we feel. We feel our body. We feel the emotions. And even though maybe the body might be tense, Keep breathing and see if little by little you can allow the breath to become slower and slower. And maybe there is an emotion right there in your heart. And maybe that emotion can be a little scary, such as just sadness and not wanting to dive into it. That's okay. Dive into it. I'm right here with you. I like to think about getting into a little lake. And you're stepping into it and feeling the warm water on your toes. But sometimes just getting in there can be difficult. We think it's going to be crazy because the emotion has been suppressed for so long. Continue to walk in until you're completely submerged to where you're comfortable. Stopping where you feel comfortable. And just sit there. Feeling the water around. sitting down and allowing the emotion to arise, whether that's happiness and you burst out laughing or maybe it's sadness and you begin to cry. Maybe you're lonely because you miss someone so much. That's okay. Feel it. Swim into that emotion, become friends with it. Maybe it's fear because you're super terrified of being sick. Whatever it may be, whatever the emotion is for you. Maybe you don't even know what it is and you can't make sense of the emotion. That's okay too. Just stay there. More likely it's fear. And you don't even know what you're afraid of and that's fine. Just sit there and feel. And then focus on your breath. 
breath doesn't need to be anything fancy. It can just be. Staying here. Choosing to sit with your emotions will help you so much. Sit with it. Breathe with your emotions. Become friends with what scares you or what what's just there. Become friends and like one teacher said, another teacher, fall in love with not knowing. In this case, fall in love with not knowing what's next. Fall in love with not knowing what that emotion is. Fall in love with just not knowing. Make space in your life. Make space in your heart. And you'll see how much room you have to grow. You'll just see how much room you have to allow things to happen. To drop expectations. Make room for new lessons, new things to come to you. You don't have to go anywhere. And of course, in that beautiful poem, Kabir is referring to the flowers we have. And he means the chakras. Each chakra has a flower. And our crown chakra, the one where enlightenment comes from, or like the one that's the highest one, the higher power one, that one has a thousand petals. And so he's just referring to that beautiful crown chakra that has, that's where we receive all of our greatness. We receive all of our awareness from there. All the wisdom of the entire world is right there. All we have to do is sit down and let it come to us. But in order for it to come to us, we need to let go of that mind of that of our mind and our chitter chatter and just let it go and quiet it down and just sit here and you can even picture yourself surrounded by a thousand petals soaking into that beautiful greatness that we receive no need to go anywhere This flower will do. If it's good with you, stay here for as long as you can. Come back to this place. Just like a garden, we must tend to it every day. Again and again. Come back to the breath. Come back to flowers and work on being the best cookie you can be. Thank you so much for listening. Again, just stay here. Come back to your garden once you leave. Come back again and again. Editing by me, Gabby.
as always, music by G Music 808. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.